Liam, good morning. It is so good to have you here. This is a very special day at Central Church because we're focusing on mission. I'm glad to be a part of a church, the Church of the Nazarene, that is worldwide. We have missionaries and people in over 160 countries all around this world. There are more Nazarenes in Africa than there is any other continent in the world. That happened through Nazarene missions. Churches like ours long ago gave and, and were able to send missionaries and God has blessed and worked. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. But I'm thankful for being here. I'm, I get to wear my In Flint uh, sweatshirt today and so that always makes me happy when I can wear a sweatshirt shirt in preaching time. And so, but we're in Flint. We're not in, you know, Africa. We're not in the Philippines. We're not in Germany. We're here in Flint. And if you've been around our church very long at all, you know that our prayer has been, continues to be, that God would use us, that God would work right here, and that, that he would use us as he taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your will be done and your kingdom come in earth, in Flint, as it is in heaven. And so that's been our prayer. And today we get to, to focus a little bit about that. We have our, our mission partners that are going to come up and share, our local mission partners that are here with us. And they're going to share a little bit about what they do and how we might continue to help them. But we're not just uh, limited even to, to this group. You know, if you saw my uh, video that I made about the upcoming October kind of changes and things through our COVID protocol, um, I mentioned in there, and even I think in my blog as well, that only two occasions in the Bible is Jesus that we're told that Jesus uh, cried. Now, he probably cried more than two times in those three years, but only two are recorded. Everybody knows the first one. It's the shortest verse in the whole Bible. Uh, John eleven thirty five, when Jesus was at the cemetery for his friend Lazarus, the, the shortest verse, verse in the Bible says Jesus wept. We all know that. Every Sunday school kid who ever had to memorize a verse knows that one. But the other, the other place is a strange place, a place you wouldn't expect Jesus to cry. It's on the day that we call Palm Sunday. It's the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem and everyone was waving, Hosanna, waving the palm branches and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It was like a ticker tape parade. But the Bible tells us there in a, uh, uh, Luke chapter 11, or chapter 19, rather, verse 41, as he approached Jerusalem... He saw the city, and he wept over it. He knew that Jerusalem was in trouble. They didn't get it. They didn't get him. They didn't get the ministry. They didn't get the, uh, the, the issues of the day. They didn't get how desperately they needed his love and peace and grace. He knew he could see into the future and knew that, that Jerusalem's destruction was coming. And it's interesting, in that same passage, he weeps over the children that will be the innocent ones will be caught up in the destruction of Jerusalem. He wept over his city. And we're part of a great city, Flint. And we all know, I don't have to tell you, Flint doesn't have the greatest reputation in the world, but we believe that God is changing that. And we believe that God is at work in Flint. And we believe that God wants his will to be done and his kingdom to come in Flint as it is in heaven. But let me introduce to you the folks that are sitting on the platform and they're going to uh, share a little bit about what their ministry is and how we can help. Down here is, is Beth Heidenreich. Beth is a life coach with Reconnections. And, and she is joining us. Next to her is Jeff Ralph, Reverend Jeff Ralph. He is the executive director. 
at the East Side Mission. Here's a little history in Jeff. Uh, Jeff married Natalie. Natalie was a teenager in Bad Axe, Michigan when we went to Bad Axe, Michigan. So we've known Natalie since she was about 13 years old. Here's the rest of that story. There was Natalie and a, her sisters and some cousins. We had a bunch of teenage girls, middle school girls. And they were boy crazy. <laughs> and they drove Carla crazy then. And so up until we moved to Bad Axe, she always wanted a little girl. And then there was these boy crazy middle schoolers and she decided boys wouldn't be so bad. And thank the Lord we got two boys. But they all, they all grew up and did great. Natalie is a pastor's wife, and, we, and there are other ones. All those girls are doing wonderful. And so we praise the Lord for that. But that's a little story in Jeff. Next to Jeff is, is our friend from the Boys and Girls Club, Emily Leonard. She's going to share about what's happening over at the peak at the Boys and Girls Club. Next to her, you know Dallas Gatlin. He's the executive director. He's one of our own. Dallas Gatlin, the executive director of Carriage Town. Next to him next to me actually is the principal from Dillon Elementary where we've had a four or five years uh, partnership with the folks at Dillon. This is uh, Claire Verbeek and next to Claire is uh, uh, our representative from his ministry right next door. I love it that we get to partner with the church next door, his ministry. And this is Crystal Spencer representing his ministry. All right. So Beth, we're going to start with you if that's all right. Just tell us a little bit about reconnections. Tell us a little bit about how our folks can, can get involved. And when Beth's done, Jeff, you go right around, and we'll just go right down the line, if that'd be all right. Good morning. I'm honored to be here on behalf of Dennis and Sue Winan, who are the founders of Reconnections Ministry. And it's a Bible-based organization that takes post uh, incarcerated individuals and gives them tools of coaching, education, and employment so that they can transition successfully into their families, back into their families, and into their communities. And all they take is a willing person, and that's on both ends, and that's how I got involved. Um, I'm a life coach, as Rob mentioned, and I've been a part of the mentoring program for a little over a year and what life coaches do it's pretty easy you are an ear you're a, a, to hear a shoulder to cry on a mouth for an encourager and you do all without judgment to someone who is willing to turn her or his life back around after getting out of prison these individuals are individuals who want to be back into the community and back into their families successfully. The way that the Winans have set up the program is that, and they put it on the front of their brochure, all it takes is a willing individual. And every step of the way, nothing is given for free. It is all earned. And by the end of that program, you have a post-incarcerated individual who is coming back into the into the community as a contributing citizen, both as a community member and as a family member. And everything is based on biblical principles. And I know personally, I have seen those biblical principles and God at work in that ministry here in Genesee County. Wait, 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 before you say anything, Jeff, let me tell you this, this is the most exciting thing about reconnections. I shouldn't be doing this. I don't think I'll do this with everybody. 
you know what the exciting uh, uh, number as it relates to reconnections are? They get, Dennis has taken the worst of the worst in the criminal justice system and said, give them to me. Usually those guys are, are out of prison for a few months and find their way back to prison. Because of reconnections, 90%, 90% of the men and women that they worked with have not gone back to prison. Okay. Amen. Well, thank you for, uh, for letting us come this morning. appreciate it very much. Uh, the Flint Eastside Mission has been in operation since 1994. Uh, the Reverend uh, Bill Burdine founded that mission, and it's on uh, Franklin and Delaware, Flint's Eastside. And uh, we are privileged to be able to minister to upwards of 60 to 80 uh, individuals a day, serving them a light breakfast as well as uh, a lunch uh, to help assist them in receiving uh, their driver's licenses if they need identification, such as uh, birth certificates. Uh, we help in that area, too. We provide them with uh, chiropractic care, uh, haircuts, uh, just the basic things of daily life that we sometimes take for granted. We, of course, uh, have the opportunity for them to come in and, and uh, shower every day and do their laundry. Uh, it's a ministry that is uh, very near and dear to my heart, and uh, I know the Nazarene Church, that is uh, what it was birthed in, was this kind of compassionate ministry. And so we're just blessed to be able to uh, help minister to these dear people of Flint's East Side. Um, many who are just without a shepherd. I was reminded when the pastor talked about Jesus weeping, how so many times we read that he was moved with compassion. And he was moved with compassion because he saw all of these sheep and they were without a shepherd. And for us, we are able to be uh, sometimes the only church they come to, even though we're not technically a church. Uh, but we are the only Bible they read, the only Jesus they see. Uh, and so we're just blessed to be able to uh, be a part of uh, the ministry that's going on in Flint. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, so the mission of the Boys and Girls Club is to enable all young people, especially those who need us most, and we know kids in Flint need us, to reach their full potential as productive, caring, responsible citizens. So everything that we do in our program, from helping kids with homework, to giving them a meal and snack during the day, during our summer program, or after school, um, falls back on that mission. And so during uh, you know, the pandemic and the response to that, while the club had to shut down our in-person programming, we shifted to virtual programming so that we could still engage with club members in that way. Um, you know, our main site on Averill on the east side of Flint was also doing food distributions to our families and also giving away technology. So we were giving laptop devices to club members that needed them. And now that the school year is back in session, uh, both sites are going to be offering club hours during the day. So students whose parents are working, um, that really need a place for their children to go during the day to complete their virtual school, the club is open during those hours. So it's really awesome for us to be able to continue this partnership with the church to just be able to continue that impact and that mission and helping the kids who need us most. And we thank you so much for joining us in that.
Good morning. It's really good to be here today. We are thankful for Central Nazarene Church and for all the people in here that have served through some of these works here, people we know, some we, we haven't met yet, but thank you for that. We want to do all things in order this morning, so we want to acknowledge the 100th anniversary of Central Nazarene Church. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> When Central Nazarene was 30 years old, Carriagetown was born. We're celebrating our 70th year uh, this year, so give us a hand, I guess. <laughs> but most importantly, in the interest of full disclosure, this group up here is really a singing group. This is our first time on the road this morning. And uh, celebrating 30 years is uh, Pastor Rob. So is it about 30? 30, 30th birthday today. Today's his birthday. So we're going to lead all of you in singing happy birthday to Pastor Rob. 30 years on the planet. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rob. Happy birthday to you. All right. Thank you. But, you know, it was seven years ago today. I remember it since it is my birthday. Seven years ago today was the Meet the Pastor Day here at Central Church. And so we, I ate at Red Robin, Carl and I did, and we came over here for Meet the Pastor Night seven years ago today. So there we All go. right, there we go. Thank you for doing that. And like the good congressmen say in the hearings, I'd like to redeem my time that I just wasted on yeah. Rob. So... Uh, Town Ministries exists for two reasons. Uh, one is to provide a clean, safe, encouraging, gospel-filled place for people to land, men, women, and children, when they're desperate with homelessness and extreme poverty. Uh, we want to do that thing well before we do anything else. The second thing is to provide a mentored route to self-sufficiency for those who are motivated. We have no desire to perpetuate the condition of homelessness in, in anyone's life. And so the way we do those things is, is we provide 130 beds a night for men, women, and children to sleep in. Uh, there's there's uh, Jesus's uh, younger brother, James, said, uh, if you see somebody who needs daily food or clothing and you have the means and you don't do anything about it, then your faith is uh, a faith that's not alive. We want our faith to be alive. We want to be uh, Talkers like Jesus endures like Jesus. Amen? And so we are privileged to be involved, but we're really a subcontractor of all of you, and we're partners with all of these folks up here. We need, we literally need everybody. The people of Carriagetown, their lives, people who come there to stay and to be served, have literally been functioned, uh, have been impacted by almost everybody here, uh, with very few exceptions. So thank you all for, for that. Um, when, when someone comes to Carriagetown, um, they are desperate. They need a sense of home. And what we have tried to uh, create over the last 11 years or so is a productive, redemptive community where you don't have to leave and get up in the morning. But there's work to do. There's things to do in your life. I won't take a lot of time, but uh, Carriagetown doesn't happen without you folks here. Our board president, Sharon Fouts, is here. Uh, one of the trustees that our residents love the most, Bob Meyer, is here. Lori Butler, who served at Carriagetown as president for a number of years, is here. Did you know that the last three 
executive directors comprised 34 of the last 40 years, and all three of them were Nazarenes. In 70 years' time, we have had but five executive directors, and I think that speaks to the stability of service in the Flint area. So thank you for that. We will celebrate uh, 70 years uh, on October 15th. Cindy Johns is back in the lobby with her husband, Gary, to share information with you and their tables for these good folks here, too. So thank you for letting us be here this morning. Thank you for the Sunday school classes like the legacy class here that sets an example of ways you can serve in the community with, with everyone who is uh, trying to help Central Nazarene as a church called by God in this community to do his work. So thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm Claire Rebecca. I'm the principal at Dillon Elementary. And when I was asked to come here today and speak, um, you know, one of the questions they asked is, you know, what we're doing for the community and how the church is supporting us. And the thing is, is for us, it's pretty simple. Um, what we're doing for the community, we're educating children to be, um, you know, functioning in society and to hopefully support you all one day in the community. But then when I think about what the church has done for us, that is really what we're all about. We've had a partnership. I've been the principal for four years now. And over those four years, what I have seen the church do for our school is there's no words for the love and the caring and the support that has come to our school. We are a school who is, um, we have a lot of needs. Our students um, struggle in many ways, whether it be financially, emotionally, socially. Uh, we have a lot, lot, lot of things going on in our building. And for the church and the way they step up to support us is incredible. Um, they've stepped in even this year, with this year being so unusual in the fact that we're not back in our building yet. Our students are online. So what did they do? The church steps in. They provided us with supplies for not one child, not two children, not ten, for every one of our students to take home. And so they have supplies at home. Now that we're talking about coming back into the building in another week, they not only from the supplies they gave, they gave us supplies so students would have them in school. So not one set of supplies this year, but two. And this is just this year. They've done this in the past also. Um, not only that, they have stepped up and, and provided emotional support. They come in. They mentor our students. They come in. They tutor or read to our students. They have some amazing ladies who come in and pop popcorn for us every other Friday so our students can have a special treat. Um, every weekend they bring us food bags so that our students who don't have food over the weekends are able to have food over the weekends. So just the support that they are providing is incredible. Even over Christmas for our families who cannot afford things, this church steps in. They provide, um, they adopt families and they provide with food and clothing and toys and they provide this for families who otherwise would not have a Christmas. The hearts in this church are bigger than I've ever seen. I can't even begin to express um, how grateful we are, how thankful we are. Our school would not be what it is and our students wouldn't be where they are today without your support, without your help, and without your love and your contributions. Truly, 
myself and the staff at Dillon, we thank you all, not only from the tops of our hearts and the bottoms of our hearts and the middle of our hearts, we thank you with our whole being. Honestly, this church, the way that you have come in and supported us, it's just been incredible. And I just want to say thank you very much for all that you do. And we are very grateful. Amen. Good morning. Um, I'm from next door, the church next door, so we literally are neighbors. Um, I help out at his ministry, and it's been amazing to partner with you all. Um, over the last several years, um, we've been able to partner with some of you as you've come out to volunteer. I know that many of you have donated to help his ministry. Um, his ministry's goal is to help uh, families in our community who are financially disadvantaged to feel a need to um, humble themselves and come to collect food for their households. Um, we have been running for well over 30 years and oftentimes we have people that come to his and they will ask, um, how long have you been here? I didn't, I, I've never heard of you. And when I tell them that it's been well over 30 years, they're, sh they're shocked. Um, we started out very simply running in the church. Um, over the years, we've changed significantly from giving um, children's clothing and adult clothing to um, boxes of prepackaged meals and food to we now do not do clothing because we've recognized that most of the needs that we have here in Genesee County um, is for food. And we, have a, we feel um, that it's incredibly important to give good, healthy food to the community. So we're able to offer them every week. We, we operate weekly on Tuesdays from 11 to 1. Um, we're able to provide fresh fruits, vegetables, dairy, um, meat, things that, uh, in all honesty, most food pantries in our area are unable to provide. Um, and we've done that with the help of the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan and other um, community partners. When you donate to his ministry, for every dollar that is donated to his, um, we're able to provide six meals for a family. And our families do not come to his ministry and walk out with a box of food. They literally leave with a full shopping cart of food. Um, Pre-COVID, they would actually do shopping just as if it was a grocery store. They had the choice. And that's a huge thing for people in our community. That's a huge thing for people who have found themselves in a situation where they have to go get free food. To be able to make a choice and not take things that they're just given is big. And it gives them dignity back that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have. It's really important to us at his ministry to make sure that we're serving and allowing them to retain their dignity. Because I can tell you there was a time in my family's life when my husband was laid off where we had to go to his ministry. And it was a horrible feeling. And it was our own church. And it still didn't feel okay to us. 
So it's very important to us to be able to give um, the members in our community their dignity. So if you would um, continue to partner with us by first and foremost praying for our ministry and for how we can impact the people that we see every week. Um, if you feel led to come and help volunteer, we're happy to have you. Um, we do have a table in the foyer. I would say just let them know out there that you are interested in volunteering. With COVID, things have changed, obviously, like it has for everyone, and we have a much smaller um, need for volunteers, but we know, Lord willing, that we're going to go back to what looks like normal at some point, and um, we would still love to have you. And finally, if you feel led to... Um, to partner with us by donating, you can also talk to um, us out at the table and we'd be happy to help you um, figure out the best way to do that. But we're just very thankful for you all here at Central and um, we appreciate being able to work together as neighbors and friends. Thank you. In the 11 o'clock service, we're going to have another one of our partners who couldn't be here for this service from Joy Tabernacle. We partner with Joy with a number of things, Convoy of Hope and, and some other projects in the city of Flint. They'll be with us in the 11 o'clock hour. But it, could you do me a favor before these guys leave the platform? Um, if you have volunteered either at, with Convoy of Hope or in, or in one of these organizations uh, at some time, some place would you just stand so we could see all the volunteers you've helped out in one of these things or convoy of hope uh projects awesome thank you thank you thank you we're going to give a certificate that simply says to each one of these uh, ministries that the people of our church central church we are committed to being the people of god and making a difference in Flint as it is in heaven. And we're going to, we're committing to praying, serving, and giving of our resources in order to see that happen. And so we want to give this to them. And thank you again. Would you thank them for being here with us? <laughs>